in this episode of Collective Reject. It was crazy from start to finish. I mean, she was eating demons like a Taco Bell menu on number three, man. She just went straight to Diablo <laughs> sauce going in with it. And I was just like, man, when I was, you know, this is the craziest thing I've ever read. You a hero or a villain, expedition leads to crazy feelings. Every page I turn, you know I got a feeling. New stories everywhere, busting out the comic strip. Story so good, it got me on a power trip. Crazy battles got my mind in a total race. Page one, the original story takes place. So gear up for the new storyline. Writing so good, it sends chills down your spine. Collect or reject, 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 collect or reject. Greetings, true believers. Welcome to Collect or Reject, a show about comics, or more specifically, lesser-known comics. My name is Mark Withers, and I'm honored and privileged to be your host today. Here's how it works. Each week, a guest and I will read five issues of a pre-selected title, and based on those five issues, we'll try and determine whether or not that comic should be added to your poll list. Today's comic, Keisha Demon Eater by Newton Lillebois and Giancarlo Bernal. Joining me today to talk about it is the founder of Von Keith Sounds and the host of the Nostalgic Kickback podcast. He's also the mastermind behind this show's theme song and background music. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Sewell. Keith, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, I'm privileged to be here, man. I'm just honored that you even chose me. I feel good. <laughs> hey, I, I gotta say, man, you are sort of the lifeblood of the show. Like, your music has sort of given the show a vibe. And anybody that I know that, like, listens to the show, that's the first thing they talk about. Like, that theme song, they're like, man, why does the theme song have to be that good? So first and foremost, I have to thank you for all the work you put in, just sort of helping me get this off the ground. Uh, no problem, man. It's just, uh, like I said, it's, it's an honor to do this, man. And uh, I love music. Had a, When you told me, hey, you need a theme, I had something already written up in mind. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make it hard for him. Yeah, man. I know people that actually have memorized the lyrics to the song and everything like that. So just know you have some fans when you get ready to have your album and you put it out there, there's going to be some people waiting for it. All right, cool. Thank you. We're going to get into this comic, Keisha Demon Eater. I know I'm a big fan of it. But before we do that, I want to allow our listeners to sort of get some background on you and how you got into comics. So can you talk about that? Oh, yeah, uh, man. Where can I start with comics? Been a fan. Uh, my uncle actually got me really involved with them at the age of six. Um, he used to do a lot of uh, comic book art in his basement. I just sit there and watch him. Um, he used to uh, show me like, the, I believe, the X-Men 96. We used to watch it all the time together, me and my brothers. Believe it or not, our library had a comic section and we couldn't check them out, but we could sit there and read them. And I remember the first comic that I got my hands on, believe it or not, was a old school um, Archie, I believe. Um, and we got into those and then we finally got into like the superhero comics with uh, the Marvel series. And then we got into DC and, and, you know, all the other side brands that they had. And from then, I've been a fan since of all comics. You know, we mentioned it in the intro that uh, you have a new podcast called The Nostalgia Kickback. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, basically what we're going to be doing is uh, talking about things that made us grow. I mean, video games, we're going to have a session for comics, uh, music. Uh, I was a big, heavy, boom bap, golden era, 90s hip hop fan. I'm going to have some nice guests, some actually who kind of pioneers of the 90s hip hop. So. I can't wait for that to happen. I can't give too much away because I got to make sure uh, everything's set up on the paperwork. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be looking for that. And we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the show. 
But before we do that, we're going to jump right into this comic, Keisha Demon Eater. Now, when I first heard about this comic, I think I heard about it through like a Facebook group, through like Blurred Core or through like the Image Comics uh, Facebook group. One of the groups that basically puts indie comics up and like lets people know what's out there. And from the first panels that I saw, I was I was very intrigued in this one. As I've said in other episodes that I'm not the best person to explain this. So before we even jump into it, I want to read the synopsis from Dream Fury. Ancient African demon king Kishi has hundreds of demon sons, but one day he fathers his first and only daughter Kisha. Kishi disdains his daughter, but demon Kisha seeks the approval of her father, so she starts devouring her demon brothers to gain his attention and love. Angered by her actions, Kishi imprisons demon Kisha to prevent her from consuming his sons. Centuries later, 16-year-old Louisiana native Keisha Malvo accidentally releases Demon Keisha from her prison and becomes possessed. Now, I think this is a pretty good uh, synopsis, pretty good explanation of what happens here. But I wanted to get your take on it. What did you think of Keisha Demon Eater? Man, it was crazy from start to finish. I mean, she was eating demons like a Taco Bell menu on number three, man. She just went straight Diablo <laughs> sauce going in with it. <laughs> and I was just like, man, well, I, you know, this is the craziest thing I've ever read. <laughs> right on. Man. I was a big fan of it, like from the first panel. Actually, I take that back from the actual cover. Just the artwork on it just kind of blew me away. I'm a real big fan of Bernal's work here. Um, he reminds me a lot of like the late 90s, early 2000s manga artists, particularly like the stuff that you would see in like a Shinigami comic, like, you know, Japanese comics that are about like demons and stuff like that. He really brings it back there. And I really like that the majority of the comic is in black and white, like your typical manga, but specific elements that Lillivoire wants to stand out, those things are in color. Like, you know, anytime there's like an actual demon attack, when there's blood, that blood is bright red, even though everything else is black and white. You know, there's scenes of like, you know, maybe like a car pulling up and that car is in color or a motorcycle or something like that. That's in color. And I like that juxtaposition between the black and white and the color. So I got to give a shout out to Bernal for all of his artwork and everything that he did on that comic. I think that Lillevoix's writing too is really well done. I mean, I think the story itself is really well put together. I think that there's some good character development there. I, I think he does a good job of setting up the exposition and everything like that. If I had to call out any weaknesses, I would say some of the dialogue is a little bit choppy, but that didn't ruin it for me. All in all, I think I really enjoyed this book. Yeah. I mean, the same, the same goes. Like I, I noticed first off the wardrobe coloring, it puts you in the motion and actually in the feeling of some of the characters who's in those situations. So when I was looking at that, to me, that popped out the most. I was like, so for every scenario uh, that was in color, you straight up seen, hey, this color fits almost the emotion of that character. That popped off me the most. It was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, I know that uh, since this was released last fall, they've come out with a full color version, I believe, where all the panels are in color. I don't know if that is going to help it or hurt it, because I think for me, Having it in black and white and seeing these pops of color here and there kind of add to sort of the mystique of the book. Yeah, I mean, the one that stood out to me the most was, I don't know what, I don't know if it's mulberry or purple, 
for the portal. Like that just had my eyes glued after that. And I was just like, man, I, I love this. This is, <laughs> this is the best thing I've read in a long time, man. So yeah. Yeah. yeah same, same. You know, what stood out obviously was the blood, but then there was a scene where she's training with her sensei and she's got like the Bruce Lee outfit on, like the yellow and black, and they had colored that, but kept her black and white. I thought that was cool. I thought that was a dope choice. Oh, yeah. I just think, like I said, everything flowed. Some comics I read, you kind of got to do a little work to go back and forth uh, from each panel, but this one actually flowed. I do agree. There was some choppiness with the dialogue, but yes, everything flowed. I thought we'd take a second to talk about the dollar value of this book. Now, at the time of its initial publishing in October of 2022, the average cost of volume one was $19.99. That was the cover price. Today, the average cost of the graphic novel is somewhere about $22.99, sometimes $24, depending on if it's a variant, if it's the color cover. Now, that's not much of a jump, but it is an extremely new comic, and it's a crowdfunded comic that isn't getting a lot of distribution right now. Knowing this, does this sway your verdict on this book one way or the other? Uh, no. Uh, like I said, from the opening five panels, <laughs> I was locked in, and so as like uh, it, it was intriguing. And then it, it just started getting better and better. We hit a slow point towards the middle, but then towards the end, it picked right back up, so especially when the uh, Demon Hunter came. So that was just like the best part of the whole thing. I have to agree with that. I think that, you know, there's a lot of uh, crowdfunded comic book companies that aren't providing the same level of quality that I think Dream Fury is. And I think for that reason, I can only see the value of this book going up. And not only this book, but some of the other titles on Dream Fury. I, I, I'm really quickly becoming a fan after looking at some of the other work on there. So for me, it doesn't change my opinion either. The Demon Hunter's mask uh, stood out to me the most because it looks like a uh, mask I've seen from uh, Guilty Gear X by a character named Nagori Yuki. And right. when I seen that, I was like, man, that looks very similar to what he wears. And of course, he's a uh, slayer. So I was like, that's pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you can really see the influence in like, you know, old school manga, you know, and that type of stuff, even like modern anime, like, you know what I mean? Like some of the detail that they give to the demons, you know, especially like in those flashbacks when Kishi was just a living demon and not possessing humans. Um, some of that stuff just took me right back to like old manga, like Doom Megalopolis and, oh, yeah. you know, some of that other stuff from way back when. When the cliffhanger, I was like, no, 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 I need to see more. I need to see more. So, yeah, yeah, it, you know, for 84 pages, it really is a quick read. I really appreciated this. I'm going to be looking for that second one when it comes out. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be the first one. I might buy double copies if they have a hard copy. I'm getting that in digital. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at this point, it's time for our verdict. So, what say you collect or reject? Uh, this is definitely a collect. Uh, for me, uh, like I said, I'm actually an uh, instant fan because of this. And I'm going to read more. And I appreciate all the you know, hard work they put into the end. And just I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah, same. It's definitely a collect for me. But I, you know, folks at home, I, I'm pretty sure you already knew that from the moment that we started this podcast. I think that there's a lot of attention to detail in terms of the writing, in terms of the illustration. There's great exposition here. And he left room 
for all of these characters to grow. And so that's what I'm going to be looking for going forward. Same, same. Like I said, uh, excited to see the next one. I wish I can uh, email and say, hey, there's a, a date we can be waiting on there. Just kind of get a little insider there on when the next one is going to drop. I'm hoping to get him on the show. So maybe we could like pin him down and get an actual date on when this next one's coming out. Oh, yeah. We need to do that. <laughs> I feel like a kid in a candy store waiting for that new flavor to drop. Like, come on, come on, come on. We got to get this. Absolutely, man. Well, once again, I'd like to thank my guest, Keith Sewell, for being here today. Keith, before you go, please tell our audience where they can find you. Well, first, my website, www.vonkeithsounds.com. And that will also be uh, a search. You can search it, Von Keith Sounds on Facebook. I'll pop up there and they can find me there. And Instagram, same way, same username, same tag, hashtag. And of course, I want to thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard here today, please rate and review this episode. Until next time, this is Mark Withers. Catch you on the next page. Collect or Reject is a production of Press Play Media in association with Von Keith Sounds. This episode was produced and edited by Mark Withers. Music by Keith Sewell. Keisha Demonator was created by Newton Lillivoire for Dream Theory Comics. For more information on this and other episodes, visit us at collectreject.com.